Good morning, good morning, good morning. <gasps> hello, hello, hello. How are you? Me, I am wonderful. It's my baby's birthday today. So, um, it's a very exciting day in our house. <laughs> he is four today. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Frankie. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, darling. So, um, he is four today. We're going to, um, oh, we're going lots of places today. We're going to see all my brothers and sisters. Um, we're going to see my mum. Um, we're going to see, we're going to, um, a soft play centre. Um, and he's having pizza for dinner. There we go. It's a very exciting day. All planned. <laughs> and cake. We've got cake, of course. So, um, I hope you're all going to have a just as good a day as me um, because I'm planning on having a wonderful day. Any old how. Oh, excuse me. Any, any, any old how. The riddle from yesterday. Um, Let us see. Let us see. What was it? Oh, excuse me while I yawn. Um, I am black when you buy me and red when you use me when i turn gray you know it's time to throw me away well there are two possible answers but both more or less the same one is charcoal on a barbecue and one is coal on a fire so both more or less the same kind of thing so um Zoe and Evie, well done you. Um, you were the first ones to um, message me and you got coal. Absolutely right. So well done to you. And I'm so glad that uh, Zoe, you are enjoying your new school um, with all the new brilliant lessons that they do there my daughter is so looking forward to uh starting all these new lessons in september when she goes up so um today's riddle hmm shall we make it a hard one or an easy one well let's see what you think it is because i didn't know it again um so where are we Look at me one way and I weigh a whole lot. Turn me around and you'll see that I'm not. What am I? <gasps> wow. So I didn't get that one as always or as usual. I didn't. But you, I expect somebody will. Because you're all so very clever. Um, fun fact for the day, goosebumps, goosebumps, oh, I can't even say it, goosebumps, there we go, um, although I have written it down as goosebums, for some reason I've missed the P out, um, but yes, goosebumps is the word, um, 
So why do we get goosebumps? Any ideas? Well, they used to, not so much now, but they used to be um, something that's sort of warned, warned off predators um, if you were going to be attacked. What happens is uh, small muscles attached to individual hairs, okay, um, or individual body hairs, when you get frightened or scared, they contract, the muscles contract, which means they pull in and it leaves the hair standing on end. So all your hairs stand on end. And what was what's used to happen, because um, people were a lot hairier a long time ago than they are now, um, so it caused them, because the, their hair stood on end, not just the hair on their head, but all over their body, it caused them to look bigger and more scary than they were, to frighten the predators off. Um, a bit like cats do, because cats do that, don't they? Um, but it doesn't look quite so intimidating now, because modern humans don't have very much hair. They just kind of well, they don't. Um, I think they shave everything or wax everything, don't they? So, um, so nothing stand. There's nothing there to stand on end. <laughs> so it no, it's no longer intimidating. But that is what it's for, to ward off predators. So there you go. Now you know why we have goosebumps. Um, okay. So the days today, uh, or the day, sorry. Um. We have World Whale Day. Um, so celebrate all the different whales that are in the world. It's also National Tug of War Day. Now, have you ever played Tug of War? I love playing Tug of War. And you know what? I especially love, I don't know why, because I'm mad and weird, obviously, but um, I love it when you play it over a river or over a big bit of dirty mud because and there's like the big rope across it and one team at one end, one side of the river or the mud and the other team at the other side. And as they're pulling, one team gets pulled into the mud or the water. <laughs> That's much more fun than just doing it on dry land. <laughs> it's also yummy yum yum National Chocolate Mint Day. Now I do like that. Definitely like chocolate mints. Very, very nice. Oh my goodness me. So what story shall we read today? I think... We will read uh, the next chapter of Daisy and the Vampires. What do you think? You think it's good? Yeah. So, we are on chapter eight. When we went back to class after morning break on Friday, me and Gabby absolutely totally definitely 
one million thousand hundred percent promised each other that we would not listen to one single word more that Jack Beachwhistle said about Halloween for the entire total rest of the week. Cross our hearts and hope to die. Trouble is, I had strawberry jam sandwiches in my lunchbox. And the trouble with strawberry jam sandwiches is that they look like blood sandwiches. At least Jack Beachwhistle says they do. The trouble with blood sandwiches is that's what vampires eat. At least Jack Beach Whistle says they do. Oh, according to Jack, the only thing vampires eat is blood. They don't eat burgers or chicken nuggets or baked beans or even ice cream. Unless they're blood flavour. Oh, Jack says vampires are a bloodthirsty cross between a ghost and a zombie. Except instead of wearing a sheet, they wear black capes. And instead of gunging you to death, they suck all your blood out with their evil teeth. Plus, and this is the scariest bit, they can turn themselves into bats. Not cricket bats, the ones that fly around upside down in the sky at night. And the trouble with upside down bats that fly around in the sky at night is if you leave your bedroom window open at midnight on Halloween night when there's a full moon, they can fly into your bedroom when you're sleeping and get you. I think they can even get you if you're awake. Jack Beachwhistle says, as soon as a vampire bat flies into your bedroom at night, it turns the right way up magics into a proper-sized vampire and goes sniffing for blood. Especially if it's midnight on Halloween night when there's a full moon. According to Jack, the only way to scare a vampire away is to put garlic all over your bedroom. Trouble is, my mum doesn't like garlic. She says it's too smelly. Gabby says her mum and dad absolutely love garlic and that they're always putting it in their cooking at home. Which means that at midnight on Halloween night, when there's any type of moon, Gabby will be able to defend herself. But, but what about me? The only thing I'd be able to do is close my bedroom windows and draw my curtains. When I asked Jack if vampire bats could get into your house anywhere else apart from windows, he said, no, apart from letterboxes, chimneys and cat flaps. 
the only one I haven't of those I haven't got is a cat flap. Gabby was sure I wasn't going to get my blood sucked out on Halloween night. And even if I did, all I had to do was scream as loud as I could and my mum would run into my bedroom and scare the vampire away. But what if my mum is a secret witch, I said. I mean, if my mum is a secret witch, she might be out on her undercover broomstick. She might be whizzing through the sky doing undercover cackles or looking for things to do undercover spells on. If she's whizzing about the sky on our broom or our mop or our hoover, she might not even hear me screaming for help. Our hoover is really noisy. Oh, I hadn't thought of that, said Gabby. I have, I said, I've thought of everything, except I hadn't. Because as soon as we put our lunch boxes away, Jack gave us the hooly hooly man to think about as well. Oh my goodness me. I'm going to do chapter nine as well. The trouble with the hooly hooly man is I never really knew who he was. I'd heard my friends talking about him at Vicky Caro's Halloween party, but to be honest, I don't think anyone I know has ever really known who he truly is or where he truly comes from or what he truly looks like or even what he truly does. Oh, Jack Beachwhistle did, though. According to Jack Beachwhistle, the Hooli Hooli Man isn't made out of sheets, gunge, bats, or even meat. He's a skeleton made out of cobwebs. Or at least he's a skeleton with so many cobwebs on him, he looks like he's made out of cobwebs. When Jack told everyone how the hooly hooly man turned into a skeleton covered in cobwebs, he didn't even need to whisper it was so scary. Apparently, around a thousand years ago, a farmer's boy called Fernando received an invitation to a Halloween party. Fernando lived in a small village at the bottom of a mountain. On top of the mountain was a castle and inside the castle lived the people who were having the party. What Fernando didn't know was that he was the only person in the village who had been sent an invitation. What he also didn't know was that the people in the castle who invited him weren't people at all. They were ghosts. Not the ugly ghosts that with sheets on their heads, the ones without sheets that look normal. When Fernando arrived at the party, everything seemed all right. There was lemonade and party hats and everything. But just before midnight, as the full moon began to rise, the ghosts asked Fernando if he wanted to play Halloween hide-and-seek. <laughs> 
Because Fernando was so little, he was really good at hide-and-seek, and so he was really keen to play. Run, Fernando! Hide, Fernando! said the ghosts, covering their eyes, and then turning to face the wall. Hide in the very best place you can, and we will come looking for you when we've counted to a hundred. Fernando ran to the west wing of the castle and found a small wardrobe in a child's nursery to hide in. Once inside, he closed the door, hugged his knees and waited. And waited. And waited. And waited. Days went past. Weeks went past, months went past, and still no one came looking for Fernando. Years went past, leap years went past, and still there was no sign of Fernando ever being found. After about 35 years, Fernando gave up hiding and tried to get out of the wardrobe. But he couldn't! because he wasn't a little boy anymore. He had grown up into a man. But why didn't the ghosts go looking for him? Gabby asked. They did, said Jack. But only once they'd finished doing all their counting. Well, they only had to count to a hundred, I said. A hundred years, whispered Jack. When ghosts play Halloween hide-and-seek, they don't count up to a hundred in ones. They count up to a hundred in years. A hundred in years, everyone gasped. A hundred in years, Jack nodded. A hundred years later, when the ghosts finally went looking for Fernando, ready or not, all they found in the wardrobe was the wedged-in skeleton of a grown man in a party hat covered in cobwebs. (gasps) Fernando! gasped Gabby. Fernando, said Jack. Fernando had climbed into his hiding place a boy, but had died in his hiding place a man, a man that legend now calls the Hooli Hooli Man, just a party hat, cobwebs and bones. It was the most blood-freezing story anyone in the playground had ever heard. Why did he change his name from Fernando to the Hooli Hooli Man? I asked. He was adopted by owls, said Jack. It was owls who went hoo-hoo that kept him alive all those years by flying into the nursery and feeding him field mice. Eh, said Gabby, field mice? I wouldn't eat a field mouse if I was the last owl on earth. You would if your life depended on it, said Jack. Why didn't the owls tell Fernando that the ghosts were counting up to a hundred in years? asked Barry Morley. Why didn't the owls tell Fernando's mum and dad that he was trapped in the castle? asked Sanjay Lepore. 
Who, who knows, whispered Jack. The only thing I can tell you is that at midnight, on Halloween night, when the moon is full, the hooly hooly man goes hunting. Hunting for what? I gasped. A new wardrobe to hide in, Jack shivered. Well, the trouble with new wardrobes to hide in is the one in my bedroom is only three months old. Plus, it's got really nice handles on the doors. What if he chose a, a nearly new one with really nice handles? I said, not wanting to give too much away. The only way to stop the hooly hooly man once he's inside your wardrobe is to grab his party hat, tear it into a hundred pieces and then get all the cobwebs off him with a feather duster, said Jack as he walked back to class for afternoon lessons. A feather duster made of golden dodo feathers. But golden dodo feathers are extinct, said Gabby. Exactly, said Jack. And so will you be if the hooly hooly man comes knocking tomorrow night, especially if it's midnight. You're alone in your bedroom. The owls are hooting. The werewolves are howling. The zombies are gunging. The witches are cackling. The vampires are asleep. Your mum, oh, the vampires are flapping, sorry. Your mum is asleep. And there's a full moon. Oh, my goodness me. He really does try to scare everybody, doesn't he? Oh, dearie me. Well, tomorrow is chapter 10. So I think we will probably read it because it's actually Halloween day. And we'll just soon see how much... Jack Beechwistle has not been telling the truth. <laughs> anyway, um, I am going to go and because my little one will be waking up very, very shortly um, because he'll be excited because he's four instead of three. Um, and we're all very excited today. <laughs> And we all have to get ready um, to be able to go everywhere that we're going. So you all have the most wonderful, wonderful day. And I will see you all again tomorrow. So make sure you take care and stay safe until then. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.